Good evening and welcome to the Relationship Builder Podcast. This is a podcast that brings love and compassion to connect people to start, build, and maintain different types of relationships. This is Sue and I thank you for joining us this evening. Just remember that this podcast is available on different platforms, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. And I think I have them all. So I am so excited this evening because we do have guests with us. The episode is about long-term successful marriages from a man's point of view. So we will start different series and the first series is the measure of a man. And the second series will be the measure of a woman. And to start our series out tonight, we will talk to two amazing men who exemplify the true measure of a man and as married men. And our guest this evening is Gerald, and he's been married to his lovely wife for 30 years, young black brother. And they are in a marriage that is successful with two beautiful children. And our second guest this evening is my very own spouse, husband, Ricky. And we've been married 27 years with three wonderful children. So I thought that it would be a great opportunity to kind of get a man's point of view regarding being a man and also what it's like to be a married man in a long-term successful marriage where the stats are telling us that 50% of couples in the United States are divorced. So I guess that means that 50% of couples are married. And so um, one of the stats that I was able to research um, at Statista.com says that in 2018, the marriage rate is 6.5 per 1,000 people as far as the population in the U.S. So, but we do have two brothers with us this evening, and I want to join in. And first, thank you, Gerald, for joining us this evening. And thank you, Ricky, for joining us this evening. And so, thank you. So I want to start off and get right into it and ask uh, both of you all, what does it mean to be a man? And in a part of your response, even if there are things or people or situations that impact you as you were growing up on to be a man. And so I don't know who would like to uh, respond to that first. And so maybe Ricky, I'll have you respond briefly first. And then Gerald, if you want to kind of, you know, also give a response. What does it mean to be a man? Well, what does it mean to be a man to me is that uh, keeping it real, you know, as I was coming up, I was always, you know, my dad, watching my dad, you know, um, always um, wanted to be like my dad. Always, you know, because my dad was always a hardworking man. My dad was always a provider, always, you know, made a way out of no way uh always provide made when we didn't have uh food on the table clothes on our back you know and uh just basically you know um 
dad always told me, whatever you do, you know, um, he done good, he done some good, good in his life, and he, and, and he done some bad in his life, but one thing he always said that, you know, he always took care of home, and, uh, you know, that's old school, that's, that's kind of old school, you know what I mean, you know, back then, you know, but, uh, you can respect that, and I respect that, and, uh, that's one thing that, 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 that I, I've taken with me, um, as I've gotten older, you know, and, um, you know, so, I, I respect that, you know, so, you know, and, so he's taught you how to be a hard worker and provide for your family. Yeah, hard being worker, a man. Right, hard worker, provide for my family. You know, pretty much that's pretty much yeah. I, you know, he taught me how to be a man. You know, so, yeah. And so, Gerald, what what's your take on you know what does it mean to be a man and and what in the past as you were growing up uh, impacted you to become the man that you are. Well, I like I had two people. I had my my granddaddy, and I also had my stepdad who came in when I was about seven. Okay. But the things that I noticed about them is that they always they took care of home. They worked. Um, they could they could cook. Uh, they can clean. They could basically do anything in the house. Uh, my granddaddy also to do stuff on the outside too because he was a he was a landscaper so I just watched them how they took care of house um how they treated my mom my grandmama and just how they provided for for me and uh, always instilled uh about you know how to be your uh, you know just to be a positive person to be to be disciplined you don't do this you don't do this um, you open the door for uh, if it's a young lady or, uh, or a girl or whatever, and you just you just be uh, very um, disciplined, and you do what you need to do to take care of your family, and you uh, just provide provide for them. That's that's what I learned from them. Okay, so it sounds like both of you all have the same similar thing that you learned to provide to um for your family to make sure that you guys are ahead of the household to make sure things are intact and so that is um one thing or a couple of things that i hear that both of you said so as it pertains to women what were some of the things that you were taught and even i know both of you all mentioned uh family like your your dad's uh, your granddads, but were there certain women or certain other individuals in the community who actually gave you nuggets of what do you do as a man as it relates to dealing with women or in the workplace or in the community that you all can think of? No woman uh, on my part. So, you know, your mothers, the people in your school, your teachers, um, and Gerald, you know, anybody else that you can think of, or even a situation that was an um, eye-opener. Yeah, um, well, my mom was, I, because it was just me and her for a minute, mm-hmm. and I mean, she, <laughs> she was like on everything for discipline. 
you know, and I I didn't get into anything, so I was already kind of like that. Like she could sit me down, and I want I wouldn't get into stuff. But she also taught me discipline, and by teaching me the discipline of this to do, this not to do, um, it kind of resonated when I went out in the community because it seems like because I was a, a very respectable young man. I got a lot of respect from the, the adults that in my neighborhood or, you know, like they would say, I remember some times where they'll say, I want you to go to the store for me and I'll bring them their change back. And they would be like, man, my own kids don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, and I just got a lot of respect. And so I would get, um, I would get perks for being the way I was okay. in my community. Okay. Right. Well, I take that back. Yeah, I can. I can say um, my mom and um, my girlfriend's mom, and um, basically, um, my mom raised me to be. You know, she 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 raised me to be uh be be respectful. You know, be respectful to others. Be respectful, even. You know, I've. I've had where my girlfriend's uh, next door neighbor, they was older people. And um, I can remember, uh, you know, my mom always tell me, always, you know, the older people are a blessing to you. So, you know, I always would go and do take take them to the store or whatever, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and, and, and my mom always, always, always be respectful, do that for older people like that, you know what I'm saying, because you never know, you know, you, they, you may have, somebody may have to do that for you, so, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've learned, you know, to, uh, to be respectful to, be to res- other people, be respectful to the other elders, yeah. and so you say your girlfriend, so what time frame was this? <laughs> well, uh, well, that was in, in yeah, high school. In that high was, school, yeah, that was in high school. That was, of course, that was, that was before you, Sabrina. You know? But it was my girlfriend's uh, next door neighbor. Next door neighbor, yes. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you were taught to be respectful to the elderly, and of course, you're very respectful to women. I can say that. So, I want to ask you guys about marriage, because I know, Gerald, you've been married 30 years, Ricky and I have been married 27 years. So, in the same light, what does marriage mean to you as a man? What does, what, what does marriage mean to you? I know you've been married for 30 years, and, and probably what you thought the first year or so, a couple of years, a few years... Maybe different now at the thirty-year mark. I don't know, but you know, what does marriage mean to you? Um, uh, well, it's, for one, it, it's uh, 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 loving the person that you're with, also understanding them, and not trying to change them. Mm-hmm. Let them be who they are, um, and uh, just a, a, a commitment. Uh, and um, you gotta have each other's back. No, I mean you can't. I don't care. You gotta have each other's back. Uh, communication it, is important. Uh, um, that's that's probably one of the top things. 
And so, Ricky, what does marriage mean to you? Well, like you said, too, you got to uh, marriage me want. Because, first of all, if what God put together, let no man, you know, take put apart, take apart. And uh, that's that's one thing I've, I've learned, you know, and uh, you have to be, be, be on one accord, both of you. You have to uh, have, have communication. You have to, you know, be open and, and, and just talk. And, uh, you, you know, so, and, and pretty much, you know, listen to one another, you know. And I know sometimes that, some, you know, we get so busy that we tend to not do so. But, you know, we have to learn sometimes to, you know, okay, you know, listen to one another when we have to uh, sometimes, you know, um, you, you know, stop doing what we're doing and just, you know, sit down and talk talk to one another, you know. And just communication, communication is a, a big part uh, of it too, to me. And then the other thing I would say, Sabrina, is that you also have to realize that there's a greater power than yourself. Um, and whether you, uh, whether, you, you know, you, you, you know, there's, there's a God, there's, you know, it's just something that's greater and through life, I mean, it's been 30 years, but through life, you learn so many valuable traits and things and you, you, you just, you just know that there's a greater power than yourself. So when you say there's a greater power than yourself, greater power as in greater power. God. God. Yeah. Basically this this God. You you know when you just look around and you see all of this stuff that you just like, how how did this come apart? So you know there's a greater power than yourself. Uh, uh, seeing your kids come in this world. You know there's okay. a greater power. Okay. So it it, 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 you know, and when you, those things, I just think those things that matter. Okay. So it sounds like what you both are saying that as it relates to marriage, what it means to you as a man is love, uh, having God always included in the foundation of your marriage. And the other thing I heard that both of you say is um, communication. I, I, I keep hearing that, that that's one of the most important things. But I never heard you guys, and also you guys said love. But, you know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, the finances uh, tore us apart or whatever. But I never heard finances. But it sounds like just the communication. Well, Finance, finance does matter, but like I said, if you got each other's back mm-hmm. and you communicate and you sit down and you thought, those things are gonna come about anyway. Right. They do matter, and that's probably that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people are getting divorced. But if you got somebody's back, you can kind of work through that. Mm-hmm. But you gotta have each other's back. That probably that that sometimes is probably not the, not the issue. Yeah, 
And so it goes back again to communication. It sounds yeah. like everything that can solve an issue is the underlying thing is communication. So what yeah. about infidelities? Yeah. You know, uh, and maybe I'll ask that question later. <laughs> I'll ask that question later. So um, my other question is, how do you think men feel about marriage now? I know that it seems a little different than the way it was 30 years ago because even in our age group, and as I can say for, for us, and I don't know, Ricky, if you can attest to this, that a lot of people who got married when we did um, are no longer married. And so they had different issues that, you know, took them to divorce. But I don't know for you, Gerald, um, and, you know, how do you think men feel now about marriage? I know a lot of the women in my age group that are single uh, are looking to get married. So I don't know if men are feeling the same way. Well... To me, it's been like a shift, and it's not, it may not be a bad shift, but it's, shift. it's like, mm-hmm. it's like they are, that marriage is not as important. Mm-hmm. They may be, the, in, a, in, a, in, in a sense, a lot of them aren't together, they're just not married. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just think that, you know, it's something, I don't know what it is, but. It is, it, it, it's kind of gotten big to where people are together, but they just are not married. Okay. And I, I don't know what, why that is. I don't know how that came about, but I hear that a lot and I see that a lot. So what do you think, Ricky? Well, I think fear. I think it's fear, you know, and, uh, Fear because of what I hear that most guys are fearful because of women inferior because that women uh, pretty much is, uh, have more than what they have. You know what I mean? And and, and a lot of men can't they, they can't handle that. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like they have they have control more control. You know what I mean? And so pretty much fear to me. Fear, yeah, fear. <laughs> because, and, yeah, <laughs> and they, and they, like Ricky said, they can't handle uh, that part. It 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 don't bother me at all. No, it don't, it don't bother me either. You know, but with some men, um, it does. You know, but, what but, I mean? but for some of them, it really that really bothers them. Why? I don't know why, but it does. So do you, Gerald said he don't know why. So you think why, Ricky? Well, I guess you said because power. They feel like they will lose. They have power over them. have power, yeah. Mm-hmm. They control them, you know, and whatnot, you know. So that that's what I think, you know. So what do y'all think women think about marriage? Their outlook. I mean, because y'all tell me what men think is fear. Do you think women, a lot more women are rushing to get married now or just to... As, as Gerald mentioned, you know, a lot of people are not married, but they are together. I don't think women are, 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 are pushing to get married. Yeah, they don't. You know, but I, but I do think they want to be married. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? And why but is they that? they want to be married, but they want to have the right person to marry. They want that right and, person. You know what I mean? And sometimes they're not shown that way. Right. And sometimes... They're not, you know, they, they don't... They're not being shown the way. And so if you're not shown the way, then you don't know that way. Right. So explain it, who's not being shown that way, the woman or the man? The, the women, the one, the women. So it, yeah, they want to get married, but if they don't know, um, someone hasn't mentored them and showed them the way. Got you. A lot of times they'll just go along to get along without asking that question, without putting that in that person's mind. So where do you think they should be mentor? Who should be the mentor? Well, the the, the mom, the mm-hmm. grandma, but it's a little bit different than when we grew up. So it's yeah. sometimes you don't get that, and, and and when you don't get that, um, you just don't know. If you don't get it, you don't you you don't know. Or um, if if. if yeah, if you just don't get it, you just don't know. And you can put it on a little bit. You can say, well, sometimes the dads are not there. But for the most part, the dad may not be there for the married part. But from statistics that I've seen, African-American men contribute more than any other for their kids. So when you say African-American men contribute more as far as their kid, explain that. Drill down on that for well, us. Well, uh, for seeing them, spending time with them. Okay. Uh, um, you know, money or whatever. Whatever it is, you know, it, even if they didn't have the money, they would do other things. And so, and I, I, I can, I'll send you the, the, the statistic because I keep it on my Facebook. Oh, awesome. But, and then I can share that with our listeners, too. Yeah, and they all, and it's uh, a statistic that shows that they actually do, they may not be married to the person, but that doesn't mean they don't do their job. Oh, this that's awesome. You know what? I need to make sure that I include another episode just to talk about what you just mentioned regarding men and women taking care of their children and what that looks like. Because sometimes we always hear the negative numbers or the negative perceptions about men, especially black men. Oh, and I'm saying in quotes that, oh, they're not taking care of their kids. But there are a lot of black men out there taking care of their children. Um, And even in a situation where it's a separation or divorce, and I can attest to that from many people that I know there are a lot of guys that I know who take care of their children um, in situations where they've been divorced and separated. And they've had some struggles, even with the, the uh, significant other, the spouse, who wants to hold the child against them. But there are uh, quite a few out there who do not do that. And they partner together to make sure that there is a balance to make sure that the children are taken care of and time spent and teaching them how to be a man or teaching them how to be a woman as they grow. So I'm so glad that you brought that up, Gerald. Um, And I'm going to make sure that I I stick a pin in that. So that can actually be something that that can be discussed in a whole separate episode. So going to the next question, I want to know, and I'm going to ask Gerald first, uh, what made you determine 
to get married and to the person that you marry. Since we just talked about the last question about, um, you know, what does it mean or what do you think men feel about marriage? And y'all told me that. But specifically for yourselves, what made you determine that you wanted to get married 30 years ago, Gerald? Um, well, I, I knew eventually I was going to get married. I was trying to hold off because I wanted to achieve a little bit more. Um, but my wife, you know, you, you know how you all are. You know how to, you, you, you can put that hand, put that hand to the forehead uh-huh. and kind of keep, you know, you know, you'll do it where we, you may think we're not knowing it, but you'll do it. I don't know and what you mean when you say put the hand to the forehead. You, you know how, okay, let's say, let's say like, <laughs> let's say like if, if Ricky, if you wanted, if you, if you wanted Ricky to get, he needed, a, he needed another car. You would, you know how to do, persuade or do certain things to get him to come to that, to even just to be thinking about it. So you, and that, I mean, even moms know how to do that. Even moms know how to do that. So what you're saying is that you felt like you was persuaded to get married? No, 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 no. I knew, I knew I was going to, but I'm just saying that it is, because uh, I knew I was going to marry her. Um, probably about I think about two years after we started dating. And y'all started dating. Y'all were high school sweethearts. No, after right after high school. Okay, so y'all were after high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, because of her ways, how she carried herself, okay. and how she got my back. So how did she uh, care even, herself? Even when I didn't want her to have my back. Um, but she, you know. Um, so I knew that that was going to happen. That 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 was, you know, I was just trying to space out the time because I wanted to do more. But I just figured that hmm, it, it don't matter about time. You might as well you, you do that mm-hmm. uh, because uh, getting a little bit older, coming in about 24 or whatever. And so I was, I thought it was about, it was about that time to, okay. to, to, to do that, you know, because, um, that's been a while. So I, I thought it was about that time. Okay. And so Ricky, same question. What made you determine to get married to me? Well, what made me because, because I met you. I met you. And when I first met you, I knew that you was the one for me. And so, two prior to that, I always wanted to be married. And why is that? Because my dad and mom was married. And I saw the relationship that they had. And so, I wanted to have that same relationship that my mom and dad had. And so, I always wanted to be married. But I always wanted to marry someone that, that, that um, of course, didn't have kids. And, um, and, um. Uh, come from a good 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 upbringing which you did have that you know and uh and and I can say that's why I want to be married and I married you and I didn't go wrong oh. when I married you well thank you sir thank you so much sir 27 <laughs> years that's a long time, isn't it? Yes, long time. <laughs> yep, and 30 years is a long time, isn't it, Gerald? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, it is. It's yes, so it is. long that we all had to figure out, okay, now how long we were married? I mean, <laughs> and that's such a blessing, too, you know? And I always wanted, I always knew that I wanted to be a family man anyway. So, you know what I'm saying? And you're an excellent family man. Both of you all are. And y'all are very settled guys. Um, and I must say that, you know, y'all are very laid back guys and kind of like a mysterious type of guy. Both of y'all are. That you don't say much when you're around people, but y'all are so full of wisdom and knowledge and, and y'all are like a silent force, you know. So I feel lucky to be married to Ricky and I'm certain that Cynthia feels the same way. She's told me that plenty of times, Gerald. And so um, I have maybe about two more questions, but I want to ask the next question. Uh, question, how have y'all dealt with getting through tough times? And you can tell me briefly and a solution. Um, uh, well, I, I, um, I remember one time, um, my wife, she was talking and getting kind of emotional and uh, I had to, I had to be like, look, look, <laughs> you know, just, just shut up, just be quiet, don't say that. <laughs> let me, let me get, let me get my boy, okay, let mm-hmm. me, and, so, so, cause, and the reason why I did that is because I wanted to, what I had on my mind, I knew I would forget it. Okay. And I needed to, I needed to get it off then. Mm-hmm. And so once she heard what I said, and I made sure she understood what I said and that she heard me, then I saw her demeanor change. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes, like I said, it's just communication and making sure people hear what you're saying and... You know, on other occasions, she, I, I know my, I know what I can do, but she had, a, she had the fear that I couldn't do it, but I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it. Mm-hmm. And when I did it, and um, she was like, "Man, I ain't think you were gonna be able to get that done." And I said, "I told you I was gonna do it. I, mm-hmm. I, I know this." <laughs> so you know, when it's something that I know and I, I perfected it, then those things that's gonna happen. Okay, all right. So, Ricky, briefly, if you could tell me, um, how have you got through a tough time, and what was the solution in marriage? Mm-hmm. And a solution in marriage. And while you're thinking, um, you know, while you're thinking that. Gerald, if you can also be thinking about um, advice or recommendations that you can give to single men um, now who are, you know, contemplating getting married and or just men in general, what advice, if you can give three briefly, you can give at least, you know, one to three different nuggets of advice. Okay. You want me to do it now? Yes. Because I know okay. we've probably uh, been on um, for okay. about 30 okay. minutes. And so okay. I don't, I hate to rush you guys, but okay. you know, while That's he's fine. thinking, while he's thinking of Ricky, if you can still think about the tough times and what was the solution in Jinjiro, you can kind of give me at least one or three nuggets of advice that you can give or recommendations to men now who are, or even women. So, you okay, know, all right. I got I got three for you. Awesome. 
the things that I learned when I left um, high school uh, and started going to college, one of the, the things that I learned that the, the most biggest prize you're going to have that's going to cost you the most is where you live. The second is a car, if you decide to get a car. The third is credit. And out of all three of those things, I made sure I mastered them by reading books and understanding that. Uh, you know, with the credit, it's going to help you get the car or whatever, or even if you save and just bought one. And also with the, uh, with the wherever you stay, uh, if your credit is good, you won't have to pay as much as someone else. But if you learn the craft about housing, you can get, you can find great deals. And the same thing with cars. And if your credit's good, that even helps even more. And the one last thing I would say is that all men, you have to get you a craft. You have to get you a craft. It doesn't mean you got to go to college. You can go to an area tech. You can go to a technical school. You can learn a craft where you can make that money. Because if you make that money, then, you know, if you have that complex where you're significant, making more money than you but if you got a good craft you don't have to worry about that but those three things that I talked about housing uh, uh, car and credit you have to have and so you be saying that you need at least need to be able to have that as a foundation before you can start in a relationship or yeah, marriage you have to that, that if you start with those three things that will go a long way and it, it, it might it, it'll break down barriers because even if your significant other doesn't know you can teach them so about what, how to do that so briefly what about those people who don't have that but they are in a relationship where they are in love and they want to get married and they want to grow together so what advice okay. can you give well, the same thing, and, and I'll say this, every last one of us got a computer that we keep by our side or by our pocket, which is our cell phone. If you educate yourself on those three things, it'll cut down on a lot of the stuff that you go through. Um, and one of the other things is, I mean, financing is a big thing, but you have to pick somebody that is for you. If that person is not for you, there's no sense in being with that person. That person has to be for you. That person has to have your back. If that person don't have your back, I don't care how good he or she looks, it doesn't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. you have to have uh, cohesive, some type of cohesive. I don't care, no matter what, it has to be something in there. Okay. And I just feel if you don't have that, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. Got you. And so, Ricky, um, for you, what are the things, maybe one to three things briefly that you can provide as advice or recommendation to men or women who are ready to get married um, or who's not even thinking about marriage, but a nuggets to help them have a successful marriage or relationship? successful uh, my advice to women um, and oh man as far as marriage is to, uh, first of all communication uh, trust and love one another 
That's my three things. Okay. Communication, trust, and love one another. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, you guys have said a mouthful this evening. And as it relates to the measure of a man, and I want to thank Gerald and I want to thank Ricky for taking this time to really sit and talk to me from their heart about what it means to be married in a long-term successful marriage. And they gave us a lot of things that we probably would not would have thought about um, that we typically hear when we talk to different people about relationships and marriage. And so I am looking forward to our next episode uh, that comes weekly. And again, we will have different series on the measure of a man and the measure of a woman. But I want to say thank you, Gerald. And thank you, Ricky, for sitting and talking with me. And again, I want to say good night. And I look forward to everyone joining in and listening at the uh, at the next episode, the next weekly episode for the Relationship Builder. Thank you and good night.